Hi, WebBiz listeners. It's Bernadette Bailey, and you're listening to WebBiz 100. It takes a leap of faith to take your business to the next level. I meet business owners around the country who struggle with making decisions around pricing, brand, and even growing their circle of industry friends. That's why I was so interested in learning about the journey of Mateo and Company. Matthew Diaz and Cody Lawler are a photography team based in New Orleans. You'll hear how and why they took their business in a new direction and how these decisions have resulted in reaching a new customer base and evolving their brand in both the consumer and industry spaces. If you've been contemplating making some moves to evolve your business, this is an interview you won't want to miss. Thanks for listening. I love hearing from people who are in different stages of their business and seeing their evolution over time. So right now I'm with Matthew and Cody from Mateo and Company. Hi guys. Hey, hey how are you, Bernadette? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm better because I'm with you guys. Oh. Um, so Matthew, I wanted to start with you because when we met two years ago, yeah, you were at your. You told me that it was your very first NACE meeting, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember making eye contact with you because I was like, that is one skeptical guy right there. I can tell he's going to be like, he might catch me out. He might like raise his hand. And then I met you right afterwards. But so for you, did you have any knowledge of Nace? Like what was, what was the impulse to go to that meeting? Um, so honestly, I was invited by our sales rep from the Knot. Oh, so, oh, okay. So Carla. Um, yeah, because she had invited me to come to a dinner, you know, because yeah. we had spent so much money with the Knot at the time. <laughs> okay, stop, so, stop. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no but so we yeah, were invited yeah. to a dinner, and then she had mentioned that that was the, y'all were going to yeah. be affiliated. So, um, and it was all on LGBT and how to, you know, deal with LGBT clients, yeah, how to work understand with them, yeah. work with them. And um, so to me, as a, you know, obviously a person in the LGBT community, I thought it would be important for me to be at that. And so honestly, since then, it's been great because I never even knew what NACE was. So yeah, so you, so, so you got invited. Now, at the time, how many people in that room knew who you were? Um, I would probably say like maybe five, six-ish. And now like, you're on the board, right? Yeah. 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 So what has that meant for your business? Um, honestly, it's meant a lot of things because I had been seeking something to get involved in in the wedding industry. Yeah. But some of the other organizations and, you know, not for any personal reason. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, I think you got to find somewhere where you feel like you are accepted or, you know, very welcomed and the people yeah. there are very hospitable and easy to get along with. And, you know, there was just a really great vibe and energy within that or that group yeah. locally. And so... Um, literally I was with a friend of mine, um, Becky and, you know, both Spanish of us, Oak, yeah. Spanish Spanish Oak events, yeah. yep. and both of us were like, you know, this is a great group. And, yeah. you know, a lot of them were like, y'all should join. We'd love to have y'all. And, um, both of us were like, let's join, let's just do it. Let's and do we joined it. and I got really involved. And, yeah. Um, and since then, I mean, I, my business has grown a lot and I, you know, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's strictly because of Nace. I moved to the city with intentions to get more involved in the community and, yeah. and and find my ties within the industry, both with the event side and with the wedding side and, you know, really find my niche within that, that group yeah. of people. And I, I would say the event and wedding industry is a very relational industry and it's yeah, not something Yeah, it's all about just, relationships, yeah. Yeah, it's not something you just become best friends with everybody in a yeah. second. And so, well, speaking of that, I have to ask the question because both of you are here. Yeah. So... You, that was your first event, and I'm sure that from that blossomed, and then you started to get to understand like the whole landscape of all of these other prof- wedding professional events. So yeah. for you and Cody, and I want to hear from Cody as well, so do you think it's better to have a wingman, or do you feel like you meet more people when you guys separate and divide and conquer? 
Cody. So go. yeah, Cody. Um, I think a little bit of both actually. Matthew flourishes well on, on his own. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it does help, you know, if I'm there with him and I can kind of recollect on things that, you know, he may not remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all have so much fun at these events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in other words, he can spread himself around the room, meet a lot of people. Absolutely. Then you'll dial into one conversation maybe, and you can recall the details from that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think it works out in both of our favors. Yeah. I don't, I don't do well necessarily so much by myself. I'd prefer to have a wingman. Yeah. Um, and how about yeah. you? Have you gone to events by yourself? Um, yeah, I do both. Yeah, you I think, do both. I think it just depends on like what the event is yeah. and what the purpose is. But um, I've done really well at having, you know, like a wingman or like a sidekick. Yeah. And honestly, Becky with Spanish Jockey events, like, and we both <laughs> laugh about it now because like we have, we were each other's like sidekicks for, yeah. uh, you know, and still are in some ways. And I love it. And so, <laughs> yeah. um, and honestly, uh, you know, there's one thing and I, I'll date back to something that someone with your, with the knot had said at the first workshop that they did in New Orleans. Um, it was, it was one of the speakers, I can't remember her name, but she had said, it's important that you find your tribe. And since then, that's been one thing that has resonated with me because I've always been, and not to sound cocky, but I've always been a popular person. And so trying to find feeling in the wedding industry, like I'm not who I normally am and like that I don't know people and that I'm not connected, you know, was a discomforting feeling. So for me, it was like, I was determined to find my tribe and find my group, find my people yeah. that I could really partner with and could really, you know, collaborate. It's intimidating. And it though. is very much. No, because I, I think so. I want to actually d- drill into that a little bit because I do think that if you are new to this industry, like you walked into NACE and you knew five people, yeah. there was a hundred people at that event. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel like I'm just going to walk in here and do like sit next to somebody, talk to them for a minute and walk out. And I've done that. I've dialed it in and like I can check that off my list. But, you know, when you're like taking two and a half, like today at NACE, we were there for three hours. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's intimidating going to a room and not know anybody. Right. And I think, you know, it's. It's true for any industry, but you also can see that there are natural cliques already formed, right? Yeah, of course. So what advice would you give now that you have two years in the rears of, of really building up a reputation right. and meeting people? Like if somebody said, listen, I I don't know what NACE is or I don't know what WIPA is or I don't yeah. know what any of these industry events are. Like what piece of advice would you give them to go to their first thing? I would say it's important that you just get out of your mind and just... Walk into the it. big uh, and like, just do open it, it open yeah. and not be scared because at the end of the day, these organizations are 100% built around allowing people the opportunity to build relationships. Yeah. And if you don't just walk up to someone, even though you might, they might even look at you like you're stupid and it's fine, <laughs> but you walk up to <laughs> they them. They don't look like No, someone will. I mean, at some events, they will. Yeah. I mean, they don't know. It's their body reaction. They don't know that they're doing that. And yeah. they might look at you like you're silly. And then don't, and don't take it personal. No, don't at all because you just don't know. I've had situations where I have done that and it has been paramount relationships since then with those in particular people that have and they didn't realize that they looked at me like I was dumb like yeah. they didn't do it on purpose and they weren't even thinking that yeah. they I just surprised them because I just jump in a group and say hey I'm mad what y'all's names I'd love to get to know y'all and they're just like uh, I, I'm so and so and I'm like great awesome what do y'all do tell yeah. me about yourselves and you know and while it feels weird the those people have more respect for you for the fact that you are you have the you ability gotta to do fearless. that yeah. Yeah. you just gotta and be fearless yeah you just gotta be fearless and I feel like Depending on where you're at in your business and what you're wanting, I think that it's important to put yourself out there. Yeah. If you're wanting to build your business yeah. on relationships more than yeah. like advertising. So I've yeah. been in the business for a long time. I've been doing this for almost 10 years. But yeah. for the longest time, I did mostly sol- solely advertising, like through the not Google, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And while it was great and it you know built my business, but unfortunately, it's not the 
necessarily always the type of clients that I want. You know, yeah. I want clients that understand the aesthetic and understand the experience that they're going to get with us where those referrals from people that you actually get to know and you actually build relationships with, those are people that they're referring to you that yeah. they know fit your style and they know is the type of person that, that is going to flourish well with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And that to me means that you have a better experience as a business owner because yeah. you're enjoying the clients even more sure. at that point, you know? So. Sure. So you're known and, and both of you are known for being big connectors. Like you, I think... There's some, I mean, I've been to an industry event here in New Orleans a year ago where I saw somebody like being kind of transactional. Like he <laughs> walked up to somebody and was like, you know, um, you should be hiring me because I did, like did something for you. And I was like very, it was very like jarring for me to hear that conversation because yeah. I feel like at a cocktail party, it's hard to, when someone comes at you that hard, it feels a bit like you don't know what this is then because right, it right. shouldn't feel like a quid pro quo, you know? But I think, you know, you're naturally probably going to promote the people that you know do great work, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so in, in that sense of it, you know, when you talk to people that are like trying to be in the mix and kind of coming up and wanting to like get to know your your people, like what are the things that they can do to kind of stand out beyond meeting people in a room? You know, committees and things like that. Yeah, I think getting, I think any way you can get involved in help an organization, I think it, to me, that has a lot of, you know, power in itself because nonprofits that are, you know, like that are built around for networking. I mean, it it helps build the, you know, the community as a whole. I mean, because we, the more we flourish, the more we all do well. So I think, you know, when people volunteer and get involved, people see that and they respect that and they respect the humbleness behind it too. You know, even though there Mm -hmm. is some agenda to a degree, maybe if you're doing it, but you're also contributing to that organization's yeah. growth and so therefore there is some reaping that you're going to get from that you yeah. know, sort of investment and so I just think it's important in fact I you know personally have been inspired by some of my intimidation you know back in the day when I first tried to get involved and you know I've made it a point to, to what you said about being a connector I've made it a point to really try to help people you know yeah. I mean even even today there's new members and while well, of course I'm on the board for membership, but still there's new <laughs> yeah. members that are joining. I told them, I was like, Hey, if there's anyone in this room, you want to get and to I, know. And I, by the way, no, Matthew did not feed me lines to talk about <laughs> leading into membership, but I, I feel like I, I, I naturally feel like those in the room that are new should feel welcomed, but they should also Absolutely. be encouraged not just to come and be one and done. Yeah. It, it should be about like, if you really want to make this work and you want, if this is the investment of time you've decided to make, then if you don't lean forward into it, you're not going to get, you're not going to even meet 100 percent. i will say one thing no matter what organization you're part of whether it's a networking or anything and you're just trying to build relationships you cannot grow with somebody unless you really actually build real relationships i think that there's power behind authenticity and i think that if you're just coming out trying to be thirsty and trying to like you know hit the multitudes and you know just say your name to everyone and you think that they're all just going to refer you that's just not unfortunately how business works sure. you know um and there's a lot of behind the scenes that people don't know that i do you know because i don't need to post that i'm i don't need to post every lunch and dinner that i go to i don't need to tell everyone everyone yeah. that i'm with you know yeah. because it's it's intimate it's it's authentic and speaking of all the lunches and dinners and you know i hear from you guys that they're probably like two to three times a week there could be an event that y'all go to. How do you just make sure you're not burning out? You How know, do you know? What do you that's do? A very good question. Um, 
I, I, yeah. I, I, I think for the most part, we do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we moved to the city, obviously, to get out and network and, and meet new people and yeah. explore things. But it was part of a master plan of Matthew and Cody's. <laughs> really, really is. Yeah. No, yeah. But, I'm, but you know how it is. It's like you have to catch up with your life if you're out all night and you're working all day and then yeah. you're trying to work with clients, right? So I think um, you just have to try to find a, a good balance. And, you know, for us, we don't have kids and we don't have, you know, a family. So it's you a have fur bit babies, different. though. We have fur babies, have fur you know, babies, and we both yeah. work from home, so, like, they're out all day. They get to hang out with us, and so, for us, I think our lifestyle is just a little different. It's yeah. a little more catered to that. Yeah. We're city boys, so we enjoy it, but I do think that there are weeks where we're just like, let's just do nothing, you know, yeah. let's, like, yeah. we, especially weekends and We're going to watch a Downton Abbey marathon. There right? you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. We'll, <laughs> Did so it get you into totally... Are you into it yet? Are you into it now? I'm not no, yet. I'm not okay, well, we got it. We have to convert him, Cody. watching it right oh now. Oh, my God. So we need I to convert him. You need to, we need to convert but him. But I find time, I would tell you, for Netflix yeah. and chill. Like, yeah. Like, 100 like It's not <laughs> yes. even a joke. <laughs> yes. So, one of the things that I want to kind of um, anchor back to is, you know, you and I have had, we've known each other for a couple of years, and at the time, you know, again, you were advertising, you're getting weddings, and, and now you really upped your game. You've, had, you've done some specific things to yeah. change the trajectory because... You said it to me, even today, like, I want to work less because I want to have work-life balance and I want to make more. So right. when was the time, or can you point, pinpoint the moment where you realize, I can raise my price? Because that's a scary, scary yeah. thing for people. I would say it started last year and we've been, we almost, I mean, if we're being honest, we almost make a change every, like, every few months. Like, okay. slight change. And then okay. we made a, like... And it's, I mean, it, it goes up. Like sometimes I'm like, you know what? We're moving up a thousand dollars, you know, yeah. and we're moving up 1500. Yeah. And a lot of it is not. And I know you're like the kind of guy that would just do that. But are you, are you reeling him back, Cody, and going like, let's split the difference. Sometimes. Let's do 500. Like what are you, not always. how are you young? I mean, for the most part, I think, you know, the clientele is out there. So you just have to put yourself out there. And I, you know, I stand behind him and, and what, you know, yeah. prices he, you know, set. I think on. the one thing that's most important and that I, you know, hold true to my heart, no matter what, and Cody can attest to this, is that what we do for our clients is I know what it's worth yeah. and I've always known what it's yeah. worth. It's just that, you know, for a long time I was scared to ever price myself at what I thought I was worth and what I thought I could do. But then what changed for you? So what's the moment that you realize? Because I hear this from a lot of people. Yeah. They feel like they're get, they're kind of getting that inkling like, oh my God, I'm undervaluing my mm -hmm. work. Yeah. But and then you're scared. You're scared that like if you raise it too high, you're, you're, you're not going to get as many inquiries, right? So what, like, what was I that moment that you just decided like, I'm going to just no, do this? No, it's a great question. I think everyone's situation would be different. A little so like, bit different, yeah. Like, so the one thing I'd say is just, you know, be encouraged to figure out how to do it on your, on the way you should, yeah. you know, for your business. Because yeah. I don't believe that there's one shoe that fits all in this yeah. business because we all get referrals in different ways from different people and from different avenues. And, you know, yeah. I think it's important to be careful before you do it. I am not one to just go around and say, oh, by all means, raise your prices. Because they, you can't just tell somebody that because at the end of the day, wherever your referral sources are, and the clients that you're looking for, the type of clients, whatever that is, you need to know that before yeah. you can just do that. You don't just rate and, you know, I mean, it's not like you just double your pricing and think all of a sudden that, you know, clients are just going to pop up. Like, sure. that's just not how it works. Yeah. So I do believe you have to be strategic. And I think as I've built, you know, strong relationships with people that I really enjoy working with that I know are also, you know, ready to pivot as well that's when I decided, okay, now is the time. And it, for me, it's been a slow process. I mean, I've been doing this for almost 10 years and it's, yeah. it's been something that I wanted to like 
get to the point that I am at today and where I'm going to be next year yeah. when I'm ready. And yes. I, and I, I think I just was inspired this year with everything that we've been doing to just do it and just yeah. take the leap and we and pretty much off, 100% right? we've almost yeah. so don't doubled be afraid. our prices. So yeah, so don't be afraid. And, and yeah. double over what, what period of time? But um in like in a month. Wow. Yeah, yeah I just changed it. Like poof, like and in did one month. It. Did it. And you know, one thing that I think is also another or another thing that I think is very important to remember it for anyone that wants to ever pivot like that is to know that the value that you provide your client is also meeting that price point. Yeah. I think that you the experience that you provide your client is first and foremost the most important thing. And, yeah. Um, I had a talk with a planner about this just the other day, a, a, new, a newer coordinator in the city, and I just told her, you know, I said, if you are ready to make, if you think you're, you're, you're valued at more, then, then charge more. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think that that goes for everyone. I don't think you should just raise prices to raise prices. I think... We're making our own internal adjustments with the client experience yeah. to make sure, and not that we weren't already, but to really justify that cost increase. Yeah. To not just increase it because we're this brand or anything like yeah. that. It's not just that. It's yeah. really making sure that the client is getting that experience yep. that, that they deserve and yeah. that they're paying for. I mean, yeah. when you get a Mercedes, you get a luxurious experience. Yeah. And for us, that's the one thing we pride ourselves is is the luxurious experience that you get and, yeah. and having speaking Cody. Of that, yeah, speaking of that luxury experience, because I've seen, you know, reading your reviews and kind of seeing how you present yourself, one of the threads that I found through a lot of what people are saying about you, so that's that's the that reviews love, is that you're great at suggesting places to shoot in New Orleans because yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of your clients, I'm imagining, are destination people, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for you as a photographer, when you think about the fact that you know this city and you're, you know, you're born and raised here, right. you're a New Orleanian, how much of that becomes the conversation that really becomes the way that you convert your couples yeah, to, I think, to buy from you? Yeah, I think that's a great question because that definitely goes with that experience. Yeah. So one of the things that we do even if we don't know the lay of the land of maybe like where they're getting married, maybe it's a venue we haven't shot at. Yeah. You know, we're huge with making sure that we have a good template for the day. Yep. Because while I love the idea of just creatively finding perfect spaces, yeah. that's just not the way weddings work. I yeah. mean, it is, a, it is a formula that, you know, you need to make sure that it's a smooth process for, yes. that, for that couple. Because yeah. the last thing I want is someone that spent, you know, a hundred plus thousand dollars on their wedding to be stressed and to be, you know, worried about any of that. Yeah. Right? So that's, so for us, we'll even, we'll go scout the venue. We'll scout the area. As we did the winter um, court last yeah. night. Yeah. So yeah. like one of my clients, what we did, and while I know the quarter, like the back of my hand, she really wanted photos in the quarter. So what I did was to make sure that we were making appropriate, you know, um, logistics for our time, time frame. I actually went the day before and photographed. Yeah the spots that we were going to do and built an entire map of where we were doing, you know, each location where groomsmen were going to be, where bridesmaids were going to be, where couple shots were going to be and what the lighting was like and let my bride go through that grid and pick out what she wanted sure. to make sure that the aesthetic that her vision was, you know, was, was matching and that also we were in alignment with the best lighting and yep. all of that. Because a lot of times, you know, you know, planners and people may build all that out, but then you get there and you're like, the lighting like sucks at this time of day. Like this is not what it, where yeah. we should do photos. And so we try our best to really plan all that out beforehand. And even if we go in destination, you know, uh, we just went to a wedding earlier this year in South Carolina and we purposely came in a day earlier to scout the whole area to make sure that we knew we were going to do every portrait that. Yeah. Um, because the last thing we want is our bride being like, oh, where are we going to, where, where are we shooting at? Yeah. So it's oh, all, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about preparation. It's preparation, all about, yeah. Yep. And understanding. And yeah. not to say that we're so strict on a, on a timeline or yeah. on a 
you know, specific location. If a bride or a groom sees something they want to go photograph, we'll go photograph. Yeah, we play on the areas once we're there too, but we just build a good template just to make sure that like, you know, we we know where each thing is and we can creatively run through that at that point. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that I also wanted to ask you about, because I think when I look at the trajectory of your business and how things have changed for you, do you feel like you're having to... Uh, evolve your brand at the same time because I know yeah yeah okay I think it's important I think and that's something that we talk about a lot internally Cody and I um, anyone that's on my team that handles some of the marketing or handles anything that goes out you know to audience I think our brand is very important I think yeah you know so let let me ask about that because you went from Matthew Diaz photography to Mateo and company right so tell me the hard pieces of that and the easy pieces of that because people changing Mm -hmm. a whole name (laughs) You know, we just went to a venue today that's changing a name, yeah. right? Yeah. So what were the what were the easy things that you felt like were easy peasy and then the hard things that you had to really manage through to make sure that people still knew who you were? So I think the hardest thing was the timing. So we actually ended up uh, like... Like doing a rush. Yeah, ex- expediting the process. Yeah. Because of a certain wedding that we were doing that was going to be published, you know, on television. We just wanted the listing properly. Sure. But we already had plans to... Do the the, re, the the relaunch and the month after that, but we needed to expedite it. So that was intense. Luckily, I had a really strong team that was working for me at the time, handling our marketing. Two people that were handling yeah. our marketing um, internally, and so it was all hands on deck. And yeah. that was the hardest thing was making sure that a we understood our brand, understood what we were you know yeah. trying to go after, and understood the audience and understood and made sure that we were going to get our name out there properly. Yeah. And so, so it's not just about brand. It's not just about a name. It's like understanding right. your demographic 100%. and being deliberate about that. Yeah. 100%. Got and, it. And, and yes. And making sure that what you put out there is what you want to get. Yeah. And that's just the way that, Fishing you know, with the right bait. That's yeah, correct. Absolutely. And so the easiest part for us at that time was, I mean, it's not going to be the same for everyone, but we've started again, back to the inspiration from the initial time we tried to get involved in the industry and how, we felt it was a little tough, you know, we were inspired by that to start our own events, you know, annually, bringing together the community within the wedding and event yeah. business. And so that was our first kickoff event. And it was actually not intentionally done to be a relaunch party for, I mean, yeah. to be a rebranding party. But it, it became one. But it became one because we That's expedited cool. the rebrand. And yeah. so I was like, you know what, we're going to make this a launch party then. Yeah. And it was a great opportunity to really be able to talk about it to yeah. all our audience, which was all of the wedding community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just really worked out yeah. perfect for us to get it out there. I, so I have to ask you about that because I know you you did the launch party, you did your summer pool party, and you managed through like a hurricane and yeah. a change of a day. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, crazy. And then you have something coming up um, for around Christmas time in December. Yeah. So the one thing that I, I think people want, want to know about that is, it's a lot, it's an investment in time. You're like managing mm-hmm. a list. Mm-hmm. You're, wor- you're you know you're managing through like sometimes people are like, why am I not invited? And you know you have yeah. you have you know when you're having sponsors, you can't have an unlimited number Correct. of people coming. Right. But for you, what is like the one thing that pointed you in the direction of being like because that's not a small. The task. No. This is not. This is a big, multi-layered. Lots of phone calls. Lots of people. Yep. What was the one thing that made the tipping point for you to say, like, I'm going to put a stake in the sand. Like, I want Mateo and Company to be synonymous with a great event, a couple times a year, mm-hmm. yeah. where I'm bringing together like all of my industry friends. Like, what was the reason why you did that party? Um, honestly, I, I really think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that, again, when we first tried to get involved, it was we felt the wedding business was just not 
easy to get involved in. And yeah. I've been involved in other networking so it's organizations. So it's a pay it forward moment for you guys. Yep, it really yeah, was. Because sure. I've, I've sat on the board for other organizations, multiple organizations, you know, with sales jobs in my past. Yeah. And I've always been easily integrated yeah. into the community. And so not being able to easily integrate into the wedding business, it just really, it was tough for me. It was really hard for me, like, you know, um, with my pride because yeah. I just felt like this is not, this is not me. And so for me, I, I figured, you know, I don't want it to be that way yeah. for this industry. I wanted yeah. to see something different in yeah. our city. I want to see everyone be, really be able to come together yeah. and have fun with each other and not, and let their hair down yeah. because so Absolutely. many people at these events, they, their hair is up and I don't mean Fit, you know, literally, but literally, like, yeah. you know, it's like they just, it's very just like, oh, hi, it's good to see you. Yeah. But for this, I, yeah. you know, I, I made it clear, even with the branding of the party, like starting from the invitations to the RSVP online, everything, I made it very clear in the branding that this is literally, Fun. I said, comp, the title was come party your ass off with Mateo and company. Yeah. And, and that's what I wanted. And that's yeah. what happened. And someone actually, it's funny. Yeah. Someone told me today, they said, Matt, be careful with your next event, like, you know, like, she's like, I know you love making it big. And like, I love that. She's like, but don't forget the core of what you did. And she was reminding me and, I, yeah. and that was so cool. Cause she was like, cause I had fun at your party. She's like, and that doesn't happen often. She's like, so the entire wedding industry yeah. was she was like, please yeah. don't lose that factor. And like, to me, it's, it's good to hear factor. that because yeah. sometimes it is, you know, easy yeah, it's to heady, yeah. it's heady, right? Like yeah. all of a sudden you're like, wow, everybody wants to come to my party, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. you've got to ground back. So yep. if, so if you would say the headline is, if you if you've experienced something that you don't like, you can fix it by doing something on your own. Yeah, and absolutely. just taking that leap, right? So I say I say don't. You know, it's so funny. So the other day I needed a caption. Thank God for Cody. He's so good at captions sometimes. Um, and it the was, yin to the yang. Yeah. right? you have an idea and you have like the vision, and then you're yeah. like bringing the yeah. words to the. And debate. so it was silly, but like it was like a colorful picture, and all I could think was I wanted like something about color and life. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I, all I could think was like, life is colorful. And Cody's like, life is colorful. Paint your own, you know, yeah. painting. And, and I thought that was great because it's so true. Like so yes, many, like, and no matter what business you're part yeah. of, no matter what industry, you can paint your own painting and you can do what you want to do with it. Yeah. it life is your canvas, and I just think that you want to see a change then yeah figure out how you can be a part of that change yeah yep. so. there's no better way to end this episode is just like paint your own painting <laughs> yes, like be the master yes. of your own ship right 100 yeah well thank you all thank so you, much Bernadette. thank you 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 th